TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Morning, welcome to the broadcast. Going to be back with you on this Monday. Very eager to tell you as well about a little about my weekend, which um, really amounts to Sunday. Some pretty extraordinary events on the personal side, which I hope to take time to go into a little bit later on. Hope you had some time to unplug, to decompress, at least for a while, before jumping right back into it today. Here we are, it's Monday. And I want to start off with sharing some good news. How about a quote? A quote from a young man. I can't let none of these folks die. It's the story of an extraordinary young man who took heroic action at just the right time. This Mrs. And a police officer from Drown. Heralded for his bravery after risking his life to save four people from drowning in the Pascagoula River in Mississippi. One of the victims said the boy saved her life right before she took her last breath. Just kidding. (laughs) So we have a young man, young Corian Evans, 16 years old. He jumped into a river to save the lives of strangers. This is something he did last Sunday. The Pascagoula High School students witnessed a vehicle with three teenage girls drive off of an I-10 boat launch into the water. This happened in the wee hours of the morning, 2.30 in the morning. It's kind of a bizarre statement from the police report saying the driver of that vehicle stated she was following her GPS and did not realize she was going into the water. Oh my goodness. Folks, be super careful about following GPS. As you know, sometimes they can lead you into weird places. In this case, into a dangerous place. The vehicle for was Evan's friend who was with him also assisted in saving the three teenage girls who could have drowned in the water by jumping in after Evans and helping to get the girls to the top of the vehicle. After the two teen boys were helping the girls, Moss Point Police Officer Gary Mercer, who answered a call for help, swam out to assist the two heroes. He was overwhelmed by the water. Officer Mercer Well, Officer Mercer This is a bizarre part of the story. 
tried to bring one of the girls to shore, she started panicking and caused him to go under, swallowing some water. Said, I turned around, I see the police officer, he's drowning. He's going underwater, drowning, saying help. So I went over there, grabbed the police officer, and started swimming him back until I feel myself, I can walk. Chief Ashley said in a statement, the police department and I commend Mr. Evans' bravery and selflessness he displayed by risking his own safety to help people in danger. If Mr. Evans had not assisted, it could have possibly turned out tragically instead of all occupants rescued safely. In another interview, Ashley said, I believe if he did not decide to risk his own safety, this would have turned into an unimaginable tragedy. We're all grateful for Mr. Evans, his selflessness and bravery that he displayed by helping to rescue the people stranded in the river. Everyone is recovered. The young swimmer said when they were on the shore, the teens were, had taken in quite a bit of water. Pretty amazing. He said 25 yards out. It was a lot of swimming. My legs were so tired afterwards. Anything could have been in that water. But I was not thinking about that. One of the three girls, Cora Watson, took to social media to celebrate Evan, saying, he saved my life right before my last breath. City's mayor, Billy Knight, Board of Aldermen, presented Evans with a certificate of commendation for his good deeds. It's pretty awesome. The boy's mother, Marquita Evans, also saluting him for his good works. I was really proud of Corian. He wasn't just thinking about himself. He was trying to get all those people out of the water. I'm glad nothing happened to him while he was trying to save other people's lives. Pretty extraordinary, isn't it? In fact, they're trying to raise money just to bless this young man. There's a GoFundMe page set up. The campaign says his heroic action saved four lives during the 4th of July weekend. Let's reward this high school senior's bravery and selflessness by helping him get to college in August 2023. After saving the lives of others, support is pouring in to help this good Samaritan change his life. As of the first day of the campaign, they raised... 7500 of the $25,000 goal, and let's hope they reach it. This, it's certainly well-deserved for this young man, don't you think? Great way to start the broadcast. Story of encouragement and of hope. Much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. It's always good to hear items that are encouraging. It's kind of interesting this morning. I heard from a friend I have not talked to in probably several months. Called up this morning. You ever had those people who call? Is you, you haven't talked to it in a while. And it's like, it's just a an incredible download of stuff. <laughs> Talking about news events and everything. It was like... Um, sounds like my friend had a lot of coffee this morning. But he was just talking about all the changes that have happened. 
just in a short period of time. We're going to talk about one of those changes that has happened, and I would use the word diabolical to go into the reasons why. We will go right into that very shortly. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Market Stock Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Of course, a story that started developing right before the weekend, the entire Twitter debacle. Is that a mess or what? How many of you are surprised by this, that now Elon Musk is walking away? There are so many people who hold out so much hope. This was going to be the end of Twitter's very aggressive anti-liberty policies. And now, and now, he's abandoned the deal. Bloomberg reporting Twitter shares falling in pre-market trading after Elon Musk walked away from his $44 billion deal to buy the company, setting the scene for a disruptive legal battle. And you better believe there will be a legal battle. The pre-market trading on this shares off 5.3%, 34.95. Not sure what it's doing right now, but it pretty much blew off $1.4 billion in market value before the market opened. Musk backing out of this agreement to buy the social media giant and take it private. Shares in Tesla, the electric car maker that Musk leads, climbed 1%. After swinging between gains and losses, I think there's probably a sense of relief that Elon Musk was putting some distance <laughs> between himself and this questionable company. Now, for that matter, Twitter shares have been trading well below the 54.20 a share that Musk offered back in April. The beef now is the billionaire alleges that Twitter misrepresented user data with the number of spam bots on the platform much higher than the company has disclosed. The stock has been falling along with the tech sector amid rising interest rates. One analyst saying it's not a huge surprise to anyone. Musk is trying to abandon the deal. The problem, though, is this whole saga was probably quite disruptive over the last few months, which could weigh on Twitter's performance, not only in the second quarter, but third quarter as well. The Twitter chairman, Brett Taylor, said the company will pursue legal action to close the transaction on the price and terms agreed by Mr. Musk. The company's hired merger law heavyweights. Watchel, Lipton, Rosen, and Katz. And aims to file suit early this week. All righty. Twitter has denied Musk's claim, saying bots are less than 5% of the total users, with executives repeating as recently as Thursday their estimates are accurate. One market strategist saying they're going to require Musk to do the deal, even though he says it's terminated. 
and they have what I say is a greater than 50% chance they will win. That's Cabot Henderson, who's a market strategist. The person here saying Musk getting away with just paying a billion dollars would be a big win for him. What do you think about this? Are you disappointed? Do you think this is actually the end? Or is this heading towards some sort of negotiated settlement under which perhaps Mr. Musk pays less for Twitter? Or this ends up being a deal that has worked out where he walks away. What do you expect? Another intriguing story here by MarketWatch saying the potential purchase of Twitter is at risk if the deal falls apart because Musk gets cold feet. He would be on the hook for a billion-dollar breakup fee, right? That's a lot of money. But at least Musk would get a tax break out of this. Here's what we've learned, according to Robert Willens, who is an accounting expert. It's good to keep in mind the payment would be treated as a capital loss, which Musk can use to offset capital gains, he realized, upon his recent sales of some of his portfolio holdings. If that capital loss can offset short-term capital gains, the real cost of the termination fee could be reduced by about 40% of its face amount. It's good to be rich, isn't it? <laughs> now, before anybody would accuse this guy of not paying his, quote, fair share, he paid roughly $11 billion in taxes for 2021. Now, he sold some stock. He had expiring management stock options, also waded into a debate over taxation on unrealized capital gains, ultimately deciding to sell some Tesla stock and pay the taxes on those gains. But keep in mind, I mean, I just want you to think about that. $11 billion in taxes. I don't care what the percentage is. It just blows my mind that anybody would suggest this guy does not pay his fair share. <laughs> People really have issues with mental illness, don't they? Got this tweet from my friend Paul Sperry this morning. And again... Unfortunately, this is one of those areas where there is very little curiosity by the mainstream news media. Here is the tweet. U.S. officials tell me that Biden, both as president and vice president, has received so-called defensive briefings by FBI, CIA, these agents regarding Chinese intelligence services attempts to penetrate the White House through his family specifically Hunter and Jimmy, doing business with Chinese fronts. But we've learned that Mr. Biden has brushed off these warnings. Of course he has, because he's crooked. I don't mind telling you that. This man is crooked. He's not only old, he's not only senile, but he's crooked. The sad thing is we are stuck with him, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up, 
We'll talk about what's going on on the world stage. Very revealing. Stay with us. Let's uh, go out to a couple of calls here, beginning with Jason, who is on the line. Uh, good morning, Jason. Welcome. How you doing this morning? Doing well, sir. All right. Well, um, I was just uh, remembering back about a week or so that uh, Elon put out that uh, meme with the 7-Eleven store picture with the gas prices and the diesel prices all being 7-Eleven. And uh, then he pulled this deal on this past Friday. And today is 7-Eleven, and I was just uh, thinking that, you know, we were looking at him predict his move without recognizing that he was predicting his move. Hmm. Um, weaponized Asperger's, to, you know, uh, <laughs> put it mildly. Uh, it's just, uh, he's a super, super, super smart fella, and uh, I think he was telling us what he was going to do to begin with, and uh, uh, we just let it slide. And the so, billion dollars for pulling out of the deal, he has that in a jar behind his door. <laughs> exactly. And as you heard, I uh, can get a tax break on that. Uh, what do you think is the end of this, Jason? Do you do you think uh, at the end he just walks away and pays that fee, or do you think? I don't think he pays the fee. Uh, looking at the SEC filing, uh, it would appear that uh, Twitter's on the hook for just as much of the billion dollars as he is, and if it's proven that uh, they were fraudulent with the bots and all the rest of it, that uh, they would be online for it. Yep. Uh, you know, I think, I don't know about you, would you not agree that Twitter needs Elon Musk more than he needs them? Oh, 100%. Yep. You're absolutely right. Uh, Jason, I appreciate that insight. Very uh, interesting that you've been paying such close attention to this. Uh, let's go out to a call here from Stan. Good morning, Stan. This uh, guy before he started what I was going to say to you, but I, uh, there was a Fox Business and I think it was on uh, the Bo Thompson show one morning, and she was talking about uh, how Elon Musk estimates as much as sixty-seven percent of the Twitter accounts could be bots, and she said it's probably somewhere between twenty and fifty-seven, so around forty percent. Oh my goodness. And, wow. and but what that means is that means that if Twitter knowingly was advertising that it's the number of accounts that it had by as much as forty percent, that everyone who owns stock in Twitter has been has been defrauded. And I think that Elon Musk knows that there's some people probably inside Twitter who have criminal culpabilities that happen. And I think he's using that to his advantage. You absolutely could be right, and it, it, it does prove to be correct that uh, we've got uh, such a deep level of corruption. And you're suggesting here the possibility of criminality. Boy, that could be very, very messy. Rick, what are your thoughts about all of this? Hey, Vince, thanks for taking my call. Hey, you had made a comment that uh, you had described Twitter as being anti-liberty. Can you kind of describe how you got to that position? 
I got to that position simply. Uh, they are a private company, but what I the point that I've made, there's been no consistency in how they have engaged people who are uh, using their service. And I, I'm basically saying they have a right to do that as a business. Um, uh, but ultimately, I can also make the assessment about the unfairness of their practices, which I have done. But many, m- many different... Uh, social media or flat-out media media companies do the same thing, and I and they're anti-liberty as well. They all share the same label. So, for example, I cannot text you directly off my cell phone because I've been banned by 106.3 because I push back against a PM host. I mean, when isn't this anti-liberty also? No, that's not anti-liberty. What it comes down to is when you have policies that are not followed, when those are violated, uh, everybody makes choices about this. I can disagree with Twitters. You can disagree with those of uh, 106.3 WRD. I'm not privy to all of what's involved there, but I would assume there might be an appeal process where you might be able to uh, reestablish that connection. So uh, that's what I would do if I were you, Rick. I would rather than uh, be concerned about Twitter, I'd be asking the question, what can I do to reestablish my connection on the text line? I, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> I'm, my, whole point, my, my, my whole point is that this is a private company. Sure it is. Sure it is, and they they can do whatever they want, Rick, and that's a fair point that you have made. So uh, nobody's going to argue with that. <laughs> this texture says, okay, never Trumper. <laughs> I don't know who this person is talking to or about, which I think is hilarious. Elon's outcome will be determined how liberal that court is. Yeah, that'll be interesting to find out if it does go to court. What else do we have here? A lot of the sheep parrots complaining the rich don't pay their fair share have a net gain after filing their own taxes. Of course. What's funny, Vince, is the people screaming Elon doesn't pay his fair share pay very little to no taxes. It's backwards, leftist ideology wrapped up in one issue. Yes, pretty unfortunate, isn't it? Elon has Vince Coakley money? Yeah, right. That's a good one. (laughs) You know why conservative platforms are not successful? Not enough people to be cruel to for them in those echo chambers. Oh, okay. You say so. Vince, I'm very disappointed in Musk. So far, I've lost $15 a share on the Twitter stock I bought. Oops. It's not over yet. Not over. So much for freedom of speech, eh? Elon, what happened? They found your name on Epstein's plane list? Ooh. Vince, I started to doubt Musk when he said he voted for Biden. What's with Trump saying Elon told Trump that he voted for him? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. A little more insight on this texter, the caller, actually. 
to never Trumper. And another host banned him. Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. Coming up on the broadcast, we're going to talk about the elites. The elites, the World Economic Forum. What are they talking about? What is their strategy? And what is their message? This is going to curl your hair, if you have some. (laughs) We're going to talk about that coming up. Also, some really bad news for Joe Biden, if he does have intentions of running in 2024. And the dirty little secret is, it's not just Republicans he can forget about voting for him. And we'll talk about that much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the text line on this ongoing discussion about Twitter. This texture saying technically Twitter is a public company. Another person saying this is why I choose to not be on Twitter. This texture says if you aren't a jerk, you won't get banned. Always be civil, even in disagreement. Well, civility will get you so far. There are certain things that you say, if they go against the narrative of the system, they will ban you. On subjects like vaccines, for instance, there are just certainly certain things you cannot do. Vince, was Trump calling Elon Musk a BS artist, an example of making enemies when you don't have to, or is he spot on? Jeff, I agree. It's making an enemy you don't have to. Plus, I think this is a perfect example of projection. If anybody knows what a BS artist is, it's Donald Trump. I'm just being honest, folks. This doesn't take anything away from his accomplishments. But I just it just blows my mind. It really does. That he would actually make that comment about somebody else. <laughs> BS artist. <laughs> and come on. I'm, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what's really going on here. There's jealousy here for two reasons. One, he was never going to go along with the idea of Twitter recovering because he's got his own platform he's trying to build, an alternative one. Why would he want Twitter to get straightened out? The other thing is, Elon Musk has a lot more money than he does. I know some people may think it's crazy, you know, for a billionaire, but there's rivalry still there among people. It's human nature. So-and-so has more than I do. That's just how it works, folks. Think about this the next time you head to the gas pump. Breitbart has a story on the World Economic Forum. You know what they're saying at this economic forum? You know how much they care about you? Here's the headline. Gas prices must go even higher. You know why? To save democracy. The World Economic Forum has actually released a new position paper. 
that links two claimed global crises as one, global climate change and the decline of democracy. It says fighting the former can save the latter as long as consumers stop burning coal, oil, and gas in exchange for green renewables. Folks, I want you to understand this is not an option or an invitation being put before you. They are imposing this on you. They have the levers of power. Not necessarily government, but I'm sure that's part of it. To make this happen. This paper argues for the past 15 years, democracy has been in decline worldwide to protect and promote freedom. Leading democracies must strengthen their economies and safeguard liberty. Now, I would just ask you before I go any further into this story. How much confidence do you have that these people, A, care about your democracy and B, you would trust them to be safeguards of your democratic systems. <laughs> so this goes on. It goes on to say ignoring progress toward a low carbon economy could put democracies in greater economic peril, not less. While repeating the broader demand of environmental activists for companies to stop investing in fossil fuels. I'm telling you, folks, this is not an accident. What is happening to us right now? It's not. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has brought renewed focus on the economic weakness. What is the answer for the U.S. and Europe? Pricing the alternatives to green energy out of the market. In other words, bankrupting the hell out of you. That's the goal. It may not be the goal, it's the end product. First, leading democracies should agree to and end the underpricing of fossil fuels, which is the principal factor preventing a clean energy transition. The underpricing associated with producing and burning coal, oil, and gas amounted to $5.9 trillion in economic costs in 2020, nearly a quarter of these losses. $1.45 trillion occurred in 48 major and smaller democracies. Let me just translate what this is saying. Fossil fuels are too inexpensive. They need to cost more. So that you will stop using them. The leading democracies of the G20 could collectively, should collectively, commit to phasing out cost and tax breaks for the production and consumption of fossil fuels. They should also phase in more efficient pricing of fossil fuels through taxes or tradable permits to cover the costs of local air pollution, global warming, and other economic damages. The paper goes on to argue compliance can and must be, boy, here's a scary word, enforced. This is crazy, isn't it? But unfortunately, this is actually going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. Love to get your thoughts as we continue. Stay with us. 888-900-3393. 